Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. I am really excited to have my friend Jesse Culp here today to interview, and I just am so grateful for him. I know that he carries a lot in the kingdom. He's a seer. He's a man of God. He's a husband. He's a father. And he is a guy who's had a lot of transition going on recently. And I just am delighted to have him here today. So Jesse, welcome. I'm glad you're here. So what I'm going to do, Jesse, is just ask you a few questions right off the bat. Yes. And it's rapid fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. So no right or wrong. I'm just going to ask you, are you an introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Coffee, tea. Yes. (laughs) Dog, cat, either, neither. Uh, uh, More so dog. Okay. Are you a morning bird? Night owl. Morning. Books or movies? Books. Silence or music? Yes. Okay. Do you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? Yes, again. Yeah, I can see that about both. Okay. Shower or bath? Shower. Driver or passenger? Drive. And do you like to eat at home or dine out? Home. Okay. All right, so thank you. You did it. I know you... By the way, thank you for listening to The Real Deal. Yeah. You told me a long time ago that you were listening, and mm-hmm. you were like, I kind of like that it's not a gardening podcast, or a homeschool podcast, or a review of movies. It's just, it's just people. Yeah. And it's always Keep different. talking. Yeah. Telling their story. And it's I great. love that. It, yeah. it really meant a lot to me, because hmm. it was in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe the first season. Hmm. But I honor you, and thank you for being here today. Yeah. No, it's We've great. had this on the agenda for... Maybe two, two years? Two years? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that you're here. So you know that the podcast is called The Real Deal. Yes. And my dad always told us to be the real deal. R.D. was his name, Richard Dean. Mm-hmm. And just be the R.D. He would just remind us like that. Or he'd actually bless us at family events. Oh. Like, be the real deal. Authentically who you are. And I, I'm not saying I never wanted to be anybody else or see something in somebody else's life that I wanted to copy or whatever. But it freed me mm. to be mm-hmm. me. And I think that was a really huge deal in my life. So... I don't just want this to be like, oh, I'm the real deal. I want everybody to be released to be who they authentically are. So you know that because you've listened before. But who is somebody in your life that comes to mind that is the real deal? And how did that affect you? Oh, my wife. For sure. Tell me more. Um, So she will call things out, like the uncomfortable things that need to be called out. Okay. And she'll just be like, this needs to get addressed, whether we want to or not, but it has to. Yeah. And she's challenged me in aspects where if I'm not communicating how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking, it's like she really pushes me to do so. Yeah. And and she's been fantastic. Yeah. And just pulling that out of me, strengthening our relationship, and then just having a bigger dialogue instead of me always wanting to make sure she's good. But she wants to make sure I'm good. So if I'm not communicating how I'm feeling, she's not good. So I'm just like this uh-huh. back and forth of... She's kind of pulling yeah, it out. Yeah, So... Are you a stuffer if, unless somebody really pulls? Uh, um, it, I sit and ruminate on things. Okay. So it's like if I'm not talking, it's not that I don't want to. It's like I'm, I'm processing. Right. And trying to work through it because it's incredible how I can have something in my brain and it gets lost coming to my mouth. So right. it's like I got to sit there and let it sort itself out before I actually talk because right. otherwise it can come out jumbled yeah, and disorganized. But you're also a deep thinker and a deep feeler. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that that was nobody will even know that you're thinking or feeling because mm-hmm. it's all inside. Yeah. 
And so, that's one of the things she told me is like early on when we were kind of, I guess you would say courting. Yes. Um, it's like, cause we were both working at Elmbrook at the time yeah. and she would sit there and see me at staff meetings and she's like, is he just present physically <laughs> or is he actually sitting and thinking? And then she learned fairly quickly that like I'm sitting, thinking over thinking. the things and processing and yeah. trying to art formulate something that I can actually articulate. Right, right. Okay, so let's go to that right now. Let's just go okay. with that right after. Yeah. So a uh, couple years ago when I wanted to interview you and have you on the interview for The Real Deal, number one, it's because I think you're The Real Deal. Mm, thank now, you. Now, I know I don't know you super well, but yeah. I can tell, I feel that God has given me an ability to tell if people are pretenders. Yeah. So yeah, it, I think it's that's a discernment, yeah. I think, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying I've never been bamboozled. But for the most part, but I, I do feel like you aren't pretending mm. to be anybody that you aren't, and you're honest with things. So that's why I wanted to have you on. But then so much, <laughs> like like a truckload of stuff has yeah. happened in your life since I first wanted you to tell your story. Yep. So we're going to have a little bit of a difficulty unpacking what you want to share. But yeah. let's touch on courtship and wife, and then you can go back, and, and we can touch on some mm-hmm. of the places where I feel like God has brought you up and out of some situations yeah. or whatever you want yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever you feel safe yeah. So, like, two years ago yeah. when we had brought up the idea, I was very much single. Yeah. Very much single. Living on my own. Eating terribly. <laughs> and... and like, then, what would be a typical dinner? Like, a pizza. Pretty pizza. much, like, every yeah. day. Yeah. That's not helpful. Right. At all. <laughs> For anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my body started to, started to take the toll. Okay. Um, but anyways. Energy so level even? Just, or not just weight. Weight. weight okay. And energy level and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. So, Julia had been someone that I've had my eye on for a while. And, like, knowing a little bit of her story that she had an ex-husband. She has two young boys. Yeah. and But I was like gosh, this is a woman that is powerful. Right. And she knows who she is. I'm like, And we were friendly at work and all yep. that, and I got along with her. And then I just really started thinking about it more and more. I was like, what would this actually look like? And then, like, we started talking a little bit more and more, and then it's like it was really pressing on me because, like, marriage was something that I've wanted since I was a boy. Okay. And so it was like... Thinking of someone in, like, I don't want to just go into a relationship to be in a relationship. Right, it's like, right. that's, like, what I want to step into and have it lead to. So you knew your end game was. Yeah. So, it's like, I wasn't taking it lightly. Yeah. It's like, so I probably spent, like, a year thinking about it before actually doing anything. And yeah. me being such an introvert, she had no idea that I was trying to be intentional example of an overture that seemed huge to her to you but she, she wouldn't even have it um, on her radar i mean it, just the fact that i would go up to the staff offices and walk past her office okay purposefully like that's the only reason why i was going out there sure i was still like checking for some of the things that i could take care of but right. like the main purpose was to go up there stop at our office chat for a little bit and yeah all that but um so there was a day where this was just really pressing on me. And I was like, yeah. I need to take the day off and just spend time in prayer yeah. and see if I should move forward or not. Well, like five minutes into my prayer time, I felt like I sensed the Lord and was like, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. So 
then, green light, green yeah, light, yeah, green yeah. light, yeah. doors open. And then for her, the day that it really hit her, it was like, oh, he is interested in, in me. Is She had her, well, our younger son, Adler, yeah. at work with her, and he had his little Beyblades, and we're in the chapel commons, and yeah. he's playing, and I start playing with him. She's like, not everyone just does that. I think he is interested in me. Yeah. And then, so we had been talking more. We had gone on a couple of dates, and then COVID hit. Yeah, which was the biggest blessing for us because yeah. it slowed her life down. I was able to see what her actual life is like, right, in the day to day. And we, I would be over there all the time because I was still working a little bit, and she right. was still working. But it's like we had all the time in the world yeah. to just do actual life together yeah. so in a sense that you guys became each other's bubble you know how yeah people like yeah needing to strip down how many people they're around so it doesn't spread blah 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 yeah you guys had each other yeah. yeah and i actually saw you i was coming out of the back doors and i saw you and i thought gosh that guy could be like jesse's brother oh, yeah. or something i remember that i'm day. gonna say hi or something and then i'm like no i think that is jesse uh-huh. and you had lost weight mm-hmm. you had your hair was different yeah your demeanor was different, and then you sort of slyly say, yeah, I'm seeing somebody uh-huh. to me. I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> you yep. just give me that one at the end there. And you said COVID has been really good to me. Yeah, it seriously has. So, like, we've really... So, March of 2020 is when we decided, like, okay, let, let's do this. Yeah, this is a thing. Yeah, and then, like I said, COVID allowed us to get the time to do life together. Yeah. Come July, we got engaged. October we got married and now we're expecting our first baby together in a, like two weeks here three weeks <laughs> that is so, so cool. and that part I didn't even know yeah, until I saw yeah, you recently yeah and I'm like how you doing you're like well just waiting on the baby I'm like baby yeah yeah so uh God's blessing is chasing you yeah goodness and mercy yeah. is following me as yeah. the scripture yeah. it's true so uh, I've sat there I'm like I don't know why he's decided to pour out all these blessings, all the things that I've ever wanted. A wife, a family, children. Yeah. Like, I'm a homeowner now. Yeah. Like, come on. Seriously. And <laughs> I used like, to eat pizza and sit by myself. Yeah. Seriously. And now I had to fight for alone time, which that's yeah. where like I'll try to get up before the boys do because they're early risers. Oh, okay. And you said you're an early riser, so you I've now. yeah, so I've had to like get up so I can actually get the time to open the scriptures, spend time doing that in the morning. Yeah. Which is tough at times. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I don't want to do yeah. this, but it's like I I need to right. get in the Word. Yeah. Some bread. Yeah. Some fresh bread. Mm-hmm. Some daily bread. Yeah. You know, there's something that I would always say to young moms. It's from Isaiah, and it says that he gently leads those who have young. Hmm. And I say that to them not as an excuse, because you do need to be in the Word. It's yeah. life. Yeah. But I, so that there's no performance or condemnation when they don't. Does mm-hmm. God see them giving breakfast to their kid or letting the kid snuggle with them for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. And God's like, that's holy and I'm in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Christ is all in and in all. Yeah. You know, I'm not like a pantheist who thinks he's in every... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the point is... He sees that too. Yeah. But it's really great that you're intentional and want to do that. Has that always been part of your life? Were you a rise early, read the scriptures guy? I feel like God has done a radical change in your life. Yeah. So it's like 
Jesus found me when I was 19. I was a freshman in college. Okay. I was far from him. Where'd you go to school? UW Oshkosh. Okay. So, like, just a little more background. It's like, essentially no church experience. Okay. Like, I knew a couple things, just culturally, that right, right, you right. pick up here and there. But, yeah, so it's like, my senior year of high school, they, for the seniors, they did the meaning of the, everyone's first name. Oh, okay. So my name being Jesse, I had no idea what it meant because I wasn't really interested, didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. And it said, the Lord exists. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That's <laughs> so dumb. That's so lame. Well, sure enough, like a few months later, the Lord that exists found me. Oh, God. So... And that he gave you a heads up right before he was gonna. Yeah, it, you know? like I, I was, I would mock that kind of stuff. Like I thought it was stupid, right? And all that, but yeah. So there was one night in particular. I was with my roommate. We we're childhood friends. Okay. Sitting in our dorm drinking. Yep. Nothing's happening to me. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. This is very weird. Not getting a buzz. Not nothing, getting drunk. Nothing. Nothing. And I had a friend. Um. She was from way up north, and she was out with her parents because her parents had come down for the weekend, and she actually came back to the dorms okay. to talk with me, and we were just communicating through text message, and she was like, Some doesn't, something's off here. So in hindsight, that was Holy Spirit telling her to come. Right. So we'd go and have a conversation, and was like, I knew she was a Christian, and I was like, I want love. And she was like, well, God is love. And at that moment, like, Scripture talks about the peace that suppresses all understanding. Well, that hit me. Really? Yeah. I was just like, I'm more than content right now. And I was like, I don't know necessarily what's happening, but I was so at peace. I felt the love of Christ in that moment. And then, like, a day or two later, there's the group of us. We're at Walmart, and we're going past the books. And sure enough, there was a stack of Bibles Right there, and I'm looking at them. I was like, God, that at the Walmart? Yeah, yeah. It was like on display, right in the front. <laughs> by God the will books. get you anyway. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't buy one. And then the following day, the same friend she had bought me one. Oh. And I'm like, I've never read the Bible before, so I didn't know where to start. So I started from Genesis, read it all the way to Revelation. You really, yeah. really... I was like, I didn't know what to do. Right. There was a lot I didn't understand, so I was looking things up online. I'm like, okay, so there is a heaven, there is a hell, and the only way that you can be secure in where you're going is what Jesus did. Like, okay, I, Jesus, I trust you. I don't necessarily know what this means, but I trust you. And then it was just a next thing... After that was, like, I started going to Campus Crusade, and, yeah. like, at the end of that school year, it's like, I wanted to get involved in, yeah. you know, co-leading a Bible study. I'm like, I don't know how I'm co-leading a Bible study. I just started reading this book. Right, right. So, and then there was... But did you feel like you had eyes, like he was giving you revelation yeah, in his word, yeah. and you, like, saw Because I think you're a seer, too, right? You see things um, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so, speaking of seeing... Um, crew had a fall retreat up at Fort Wilderness. Okay. And it's one of my favorite places. Okay. And 
the first time I'm up there, I'm pretty sure it was the first large group meeting, and I'm standing there, and I'm starting to see, like, first person through Jesus' eyes when he was on the cross. And I was, like, emotionally feeling the love that he was pouring out. He was like, this is for you. This wow. is what I did. Wow. Like, huh, okay. I just kind of took it, sat on it, didn't really share it, really. Okay. It okay. didn't weird me out or anything. Right. Because, like, I've experienced some supernatural things as a kid. Like, yeah. my family's history, at least on my mom's side, is pretty pretty dark. Okay. Like, bad. Dark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I had seen demonic manifestations yep. as a child yep. and even into my teen years yep. still saw them didn't really think much of it because um, it was in a way sort of normal yeah okay um, so it's like that was one thing that i saw and then there's the winter conference up in minneapolis that crew has and i was sitting in the crowd and it's like nothing in particular really spurred it on but i'm starting to see something again where i'm in my seat I'm kind of like zooming out, so I'm like... Like a drone view of your own body? Yeah, and it's going up to the ceiling, then I'm seeing the outside of the building, then I'm seeing the city, then I'm seeing the state, the country, the earth, wow. the universe, and then it was just pure white. Wow. I didn't understand what the white was until maybe about two years ago when I was sharing the story, and the Lord hit me with the revelation. I was like, that's my glory. Amen. Like, Amen. Oh, okay. I can understand that now. Yeah. And it's covering the whole earth. It's yeah. like he's outside of it because he's outside of time, yeah. but he's in it also. And yeah, but it's like where it zoomed out all the way. It was like we have molecules all around us. They're microscopic. We can't see them. Right, right. We can open our hand. We know there's stuff there. Right. But that was the entire universe. That's right. how small it was to him. But he's so personal that he stepped into it as a human. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, came after. You you told me one time that you can see, I'm going to use the illustration of like a clothesline and like clothespins along the line of touch points of God or mm -hmm. seeing God, but you said some of them you know are he supernaturally reached you or there's things that line up like, oh, I see that he was always in my life. That's one of them, I yeah. assume. Or what are some others? Um those were two pretty big ones. Yeah, they are. Um, Did it bother you at all to see this, or was it kind of cool? No, like, no, I think it's I like, see something. Yeah, and, and at, in the moment each time, I'm not thinking, like, what's happening. I'm looking at it, observing it, trying to understand yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and just take it in. It stays fresh, though, right? When something's from yeah. God, it's vivid. It's not yeah. like you saw a scene in a movie that you never can read. Oh, it's no. kind of hazy. Like, yeah. when it's from him, if it's a word that he speaks mm -hmm. to us, or if it's a sentence, or impression, or a dream, mm -hmm. they're different than a pizza dream. They're like, yeah. God was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Are you also a dreamer at night? Yeah, Sometimes? so there was a season where I was had a ton of dreams, and it slowed down, and I kind of miss that in a way, but it's not a huge thing for yeah. it to not happen but one that i had i was probably 25 26 years old and i was sleeping and i'm having this dream and it was an angel and it was just like waist up and he looked like a warrior and there was this glory on him just reflecting from the lord and i'm like i am terrified right now I don't know why I'm seeing this, <laughs> yeah. and I woke up, and I could hear in my spirit and it's like that the Lord was going to show me again. 
I'm like, I'm pleading out loud. I'm like, do not show me. I cannot handle it. Oh, wow. Wow. It was like frightening. you were undone kind of. Yeah. Well, like, that's was, why they always have to say, don't be afraid when they yeah, first appear because and, it's and, like, ah. Uh, yeah. And it's like when we see time and time again, men in the Bible like falling on their yeah. face. I'm like, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So he didn't show me again. Okay. He was very kind to me. And then I was, that was one of those things where like, I don't understand why I had that. There were no words spoken. Okay. In this dream. And I can't recall how long it took until I got my answer for it. And what I received was the impartation of the fear of the Lord. Like, got it. Yep. Got it. Yep. Because God is good and he calls us friends, but he's holy and he's majestic Mm -hmm. and he's big and there's awe in his glory. Like, that's the fear of the Lord. Right? Yep. Not run away from him and he's not good, but oh boy. Don't mess with them either. You know what I mean? Like Uh in a good way. Yeah. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. Okay. So Old Testament says, don't rob God of his glory. Mm -hmm. But in John 17, he says, God, I'm coming to you because he's homesick and he's going to get to be with him. And he says, but the glory that you've given me, I give to them. So he gives us his glory. Yep. So we're not robbing him of his glory. He's actually given it to him. If I gave my kid a car and then he drove out of the driveway and I called the police and say he stole my car. No, he didn't. I just yep. gave yep. the car to yep. him. It's in the titles in his name. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that vision, this came to me, it is also you? Like hmm. this warrior man, I, I can see it in the spirit. You're an you're a intimidating in a good way, holy way intimidating figure hmm. but the glory of the god the glory of god when it's on you that's the way you carry that light as well hmm. i i see that in you and i i've always thought what was the deal we were praying one time and i i prayed something about shrek do you remember ah. this but there was something okay michael might have to edit this out because it's just so strange but i remember seeing you and there was like green all over you. I felt mm. like it was life. Oh, and it was yeah, fresh. Yeah, 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 and it was yeah. one time in that third hour room when we mm-hmm. were praying. And I just was like, I, I don't know what was going on in your life. I don't know if you were wrestling with things, but I just saw you in the kingdom as life and green. And you're like, it's a funny thing because I don't, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, at some point in high school, like, some of the kids started calling me Shrek because oh. I, I was the biggest guy on our football team. Okay. And, it was. They were just being high school kids yeah, trying yeah. to get me irritated, get char- charged yeah. up about it. So it was kind of funny, and I do remember that day. And then Vinny Springsteen, okay, yeah, like he was at my feet, and then he's like, "You're wearing green socks." <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so it was. Right. Yeah, it was just a cool moment because um, yeah, I was really wrestling with the fact that I was like, "Gosh, am I gonna be single?" My whole life, mm. like I'm, like I want that partner. I want that yeah. friend. Yeah. Well, sure enough, like, I don't remember exactly when that was, but not long after. Not long after. Yeah. No, and I felt like there was some sort of something happening in the spirit realm, maybe in a way to lift your head to see it, or yeah. I, I don't know, because there was it wasn't it, like you're an introvert. You kind of come in. I get that, but. There was something that kind of broke off of you in, in mm-hmm. a way, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. the spirit. Like, mm-hmm. no, look up, child. I have got some things. Yeah. And I'm not one that sees, like, 
oh, you came in shrouded and you left in light. But I, I do think that those things do happen. Yeah. You know, those things mm-hmm. do happen. But yeah, he's so kind to you. Yep. God loves you so much. You're so amazing. So tell me, if you were the biggest football player, when did you get to be your full height? Were you a young kid when you were like, um, okay, I'm a big dude? So, like, they were thinking I was going to be about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, okay. Well, I stopped growing when I was probably a sophomore okay. in high school. Okay. Um, yeah, and, like, I had huge aspirations. Like, I had potential. I had the drive. Yeah. My junior year, I was starting to get letters from Division One schools. And then my senior year came, and I was awful. I was in my head way too much. Oh, okay. I wasn't performing. Okay. And sure enough, like hindsight, it was the Lord drawing me to a smaller school so he could save me there. Yeah. Because who knows? I, yeah. I could still be yeah. lost. Like, I know that's yeah. a whole... Right, right. That's a whole other, like, sovereignty of God yeah, move and yeah. how that all works. But Yeah, but it's like we had, with my high school team, there was, like, a little tournament like just passing plays like tag touch football yeah yeah up at uw oshkosh and i was like there's something about the school that i just want to be here okay and after my senior year and realizing where i was at with where i could go to school and play football yeah i decided to go to oshkosh and i never practiced one bit with the team nothing and like i mentioned earlier is it was only, I think, so starting school in September, it was that January of my freshman year at Oshkosh yeah. that he found me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's so good. Yeah. He's so after you. Okay, so it would be silly of me to not ask you to tell some of the story about your tattoos. Oh, Because yeah. I think people's tattoos tell a piece of them. So I've got you here, the real uh-huh. deal. And pick something, it, it, one. I'll I, let you pick. I, okay, I'll tell it, you, everybody, that since you're only hearing, you don't, this is not a video podcast. I can see Jesse's eyes. It's not like he has tattoos like all over his nose or anything like that, but your arms are amazing. And I remember asking you about them once mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. And okay, so you have a menorah. Yes. And the cross above it. Uh huh. And then what is the Bible verse on this side? I lift, oh golly. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 121 is what yep. it is from. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yep. Did, which is your very first tattoo? The flowers. The flowers. Yeah. I think that's from your when your mother died. Yeah, yeah. So, for obviously no one's able to see it, but yeah, but they're roses and yeah. So I got eleven different types of flowers on my upper left arm. It was the first tattoo I got, and I figured if I was going to do it, I'm going to get a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the reason why I got flowers is when I was ten years old, my mom had overdosed and was in a coma. For about a month, and the doctors are like, "She's, if you let her live, she's going to be in a vegetable state the rest of her life." I didn't know that yeah. part. Yeah. So, they, the, our family decided to call it because that's no way to have someone live for yeah. who knows how long. Yeah. So you were ten. I was ten, and so she had died in November. So that's why there's 11 flowers and so i have a 11th big, a month okay yeah yep. so i have a big rose up top yep. and that was very intentional like that was the only flower that i really cared about having is because okay. she had a little rose tattoo on her upper right shoulder okay like on her shoulder blade area okay so i wanted to have it like a Touch memorial point to that or a yeah. Remembrance. yeah yeah and then so there's that tattoo is 
early on when Jesus found me, he was like, okay, it's not necessarily a memorial to your mom. It's the beauty of forgiveness. Because mm. being 10 years old, having your mom make those decisions, like she would take me to the bars. Yeah. Um, like I would see her pass out on the floor all the time. I know it's going to be sensitive if my yeah. family hears this, but yeah, like they know the reality. Yeah. They lived it too. Yeah. Um, so it felt like I was got abandoned by her. Yeah. So it's like him saying, it's like, no, this is the beauty of forgiveness. Like mm. you got to release that, give her. And I did. And like, he's the Rose of Sharon. So uh, like he calls himself the Rose, you know? Yeah. So uh, you said, um, your family, it might be sensitive. Are, are, do you have siblings? I have one younger brother. Okay. And so he, she was eight. He was eight when she yeah. died or whatever. Yeah. And he's struggled with a lot of the same issues, substance abuse, like okay. ever since he was a teenager. He's in a really good spot right now. He's worked really hard to abstain from yeah. the hard stuff. Yeah. Like he's overdosed on heroin. I think he's told me like eight or nine times. Wow. So and just by the grace of God, he's still alive. Yeah. And God's he's cut him. that out. And like, he's working again. Um, so he's, He's still here. Is he's, your is your dad still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's my brother's currently living at home with my dad and stepmom. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. He, my brother's gone through a lot. He's made a lot of poor decisions, mm -hmm. but he's aware of that, and he's really working to. Do you have contact with him? Oh yeah. 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 Nate. Yeah. You'd be a good older brother. Yeah. I so think you'd be a good older brother. Maybe about a month ago, he had told me that he wanted to chat and i was like okay we can do that and then i'm waiting to hear from him trying to get in touch with him on a day where i actually had time because right, it's right. difficult having a wife and kids You're right um so julie had something going on and i think the boys were at their dad's and i was like okay if i get in touch with him by 7 30 tonight i'll head over there because they live in Greenfield. We're in Waukesha. Okay. It's like a half hour drive. Right, right. So I'm trying to get a hold of my brother, and I'm not getting anything. I'm like, seriously? Mm. So I call my dad. I'm like, is Jake home? I'm like, yeah, he's sleeping, so I don't know what his deal is. So he goes down to wake him up, and I talk to him on the phone, and sure enough, he was at work training Okay. for a job that he had just gotten he was really struggling to find work given COVID yeah. and everything yeah. and his history and whatnot and but he was in his in his right mind okay like, okay i'm gonna come over and guess what time it was it was 7 30 when i hung up the phone with him <laughs> so like, like hey julie life. i'm gonna head down over there talk with him for yeah. a while and he was kind of at a point where he was like i don't i don't like what i've done and I'm really struggling with the fact that I've done those things. Yeah. And I've shared the gospel with them yeah. several different times. It's not but your performance. Yeah. I was like, just able to explain to him. I was like, yes, we're saved by Jesus, but not only does he save us, he washes away Amen. everything. Like he sees us as if we never did it. Amen. And the was, righteousness of God in yeah. Christ Jesus, yeah. not just forgiven, but the righteousness yeah. of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. And so I was just really trying to encourage him with that. And I was like, you seem like you're at a point where you have to make a decision now. It's like, you can either choose to follow mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. or you can not. 
because yeah. it really seemed like his eyes were open. Like, okay, I got either this choice or this choice. Yeah. I can choose to live with him or choose to live without him. And I'm not sure where he's at right now, but towards the end of our time that night, he was just like, I'm so glad I was able to go to high school with you because you were able to protect me from people that would pick on me. Oh. And he's had his fair share of spiritual encounters. Granted, they're on the demonic side. Okay, yep. So I was like, okay. But he knows that realm exists. Yes. So he's very aware that he's sensitive to it. Um, I was like, okay, you think I was a good big brother being able to protect you? I was like, well, Jesus being a human is our big brother. Amen. And in that realm, they shudder at his name. That's right. And That's like, right. Oh, okay. Yep. So I was like, yeah, if you put your trust in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. Like, it's not that things are going to go away. Yeah. But you've got that authority now. Yeah. And that power is and yours to you're wield. you're protected. Yeah. And it was just a really cool moment to leave on. It's like him thinking that I was such a great protector as an older brother. Like, hold on. This is our older brother. Yeah. He's the real protector. Yeah. And that fits with that glory image that you saw mm. of the big warrior angel, yeah. like literally protecting your brother. Yeah. You know, when you can't be there, there's someone there, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not, the rest of the story hasn't been seen yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. but God knows. And and I think, really, sometimes we can get so much shame and guilt and condemnation when, yeah, there's sin, but the only real sin is if you choose unbelief rather than mm-hmm. belief. So, you know, that, that stuff... It's already been paid for before yep. the foundation of the world, the blood of the lamb was spilt. So mm-hmm. I know it bothers people when I say God's not sin conscious, but he's not because he's not thinking about it all the time yep. because it's been dealt with. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about where he wants you to be yep. and who you are and how he wants you to be, become part of the family. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, I could talk to you forever, yes. but I do want to know, is there anything else that you would say you've learned either through this marriage or getting ready to be a dad times three now mm-hmm. and maybe be seen birth or something post-COVID. I, I don't even know. What would be a burning thing? Because you're amazing. You have a lot to share. You are a seer. You you saw some things once when I was praying over people. You said, I saw that God was like had you out. In, and I was like, whoa. Because I've always said, mm. God, use me however. Yeah. But you said it was like you were at the extension of his hand and he was using you. And I've always thought that's what I want to be. I don't want to mm. be like, God, please bless my little project. Yeah. But Mm-hmm. I'm like stiff as a board and you're using me. Mm. That would be good to be your tool. You are. Yeah. And I think you see things and I just want to bless that in you to, to maybe with some people you might have to be kind of packaging it in a way that they can swallow the pill. Yeah. You Sometimes you take the wrapper off people and give it to them just like Julie can give you truth, mm-hmm. whatever. But is there something that's burning in your heart that you would want to share? Because I have a feeling there'll be a part two of this because so much that, has happened in probably. your life. But. Um. Yeah, the only thing that's coming to mind is I've had to get myself checked being a husband and a dad now. Like, people tell me that I'm patient all the time, and I'm just like, having two little boys, Yeah. I mean, they're eight and six, so they're not super little, but I find myself, in my heart, not patient. Mm. Mm. And just really having to, like, okay... You're not as patient as you think. Okay. That's Let's a big learning for you now. take a step back. Like, what is it that's bothering you right now? So it's like, it just check your heart on things. Yeah. Like, you might think you're good at something, but 
let's just take a step back and that's the real deal right yeah. there right be real about what yeah 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 because there's no time for being in in authentic yeah because like yeah what are you doing like, and and i think a, t- a child can sense like even if you were uh, let's say giving them time uh which maybe feels patient but you're like <sighs> Mm-hmm. <gasps> making these noises yeah. that aren't patient and really patience we think we need it but love is patient mm-hmm. love is kind yep. so whenever i think i need more patience i'm like lord i need more love mm-hmm. for this person yep. give me the love so i can mm-hmm. be patient i oh i'm not very kind oh love is kind yep. i need more love and i i don't get it in installments because he's not partially love he is love mm-hmm. but he does give those to us yeah. so we yeah. can do that and that's one of my daily prayers essentially is just like lord help me love my wife and these boys better mm-hmm. like i want to be able to love them better i mm-hmm. want to love them the way you love them because i'm like I, I know myself like i know where things press on me and i get irritated i try not to let that come out because like i want to like show kindness yeah, and yeah, grace yeah. to the boys especially given the circumstances yeah um so it's like I'm really trying to be set apart from the world in the way that I try to father them. Yes, yes. And just love them, like, with everything that I got. Yeah. And not just them, but Julie. Like, yeah. I want to be gentle. I want to be patient. I want to be kind. Yeah. I want to be aware of their needs. You mentioned that one of the things that drew Julie to you was that you noticed her boy. And, well, she didn't have both of them that day that no. you went and saddled up beside yeah. Adler, right, and started mm-hmm. playing. But God's using those boys to teach you. And are you having another boy or a girl? Do you know? It's a boy. Oh, God. <laughs> my three sons. Yeah. Um, so God's using those, and he will always mm-hmm. use things in our oh, lives yeah. to make us more like Jesus. You know, the sandpaper to, you know, sand off our rough spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids have been used in my life big time. Yeah, I, you know, I hope that I've been used in theirs, but for sure, God mm-hmm. gave me them to teach me things. But your situation with them, do you feel like they see you as a dad figure? How How has that worked in your life? Cause, yeah. And you can just speak to this for a moment mm-hmm. because sometimes... In life now, a lot of people are going to be dealing with some sort of blendedness of yep. a family. I'm yep. not saying that there won't be husband, wife, mm-hmm. they have their children, but it's getting to be more rare. Yeah. And so what could you speak in that way? Um, yeah. As far as, like, the transition, like, it's been so good. Yeah. Like, they respect me as their stepdad, and they understand, like, okay, he's one of our parents. Yep. Okay. And so they, they get that, and I get yelled at and sass so and like i'm doing something right yeah because they're yeah okay yeah so it, it as far as that goes like it's been easy i love being with them they love being with me yeah like i like playing with them mm-hmm. and they feel seen and known when yeah, you play with them yeah and they'll call for me it's like can you play now yeah like just hold on no okay i'm coming all right yeah <laughs> but yeah it, it's been really good it's I totally see them as my own. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it's going to be a challenge throughout my life, knowing that they're not actually biologically mine. Mm-hmm. But when I'm with them, I'm not even thinking about that. Right. I, I'm with them. Right. I have my time with them. I'm soaking it up. Yep. Can they be frustrating? Can they be annoying? 
Yes, but we all were when we were kids. Yep. Yep. And that's one of the other things that I've come to learn is like God is our father, we're his children, so how much more can we annoy him when he's asking us to do something? Right. Right. And he's so big and we're so little, I'm like, okay, I got a better appreciation for uh-huh. what it means with our relationship to him. Because yeah. how many times do we hear something and we don't act on it? Yep. He's like, I'm just asking you to do this very easy thing. Yep. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in your face right now as a demonstration, illustration or whatever, on display. Like, yeah, that's when God asks us to do mm-hmm. whatever. We're like, either not obeying quickly or stubborn or need to be told three times because his anger lasts a moment, his favor mm-hmm. a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, God is really amazing with his patience with us. Yeah. He really is. And I feel like he doesn't. We don't fail. He just gives us plenty mm-hmm. of times to pass the test. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, okay, I'll circle around. It'll be that same flavor, and it may not be the exact thing, mm-hmm. but the circumstance will mirror again. Yeah. For some, yeah. yeah, so, so good. Well, I am so glad that I got to have you here today yeah. because you have a literally a story of straight scripture to me. You know, mm. in Colossians where it says you've been transferred from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of yeah. light. You know, and there's no kingdom of darkness because there's no king there. That's just a dominion yeah. of darkness yeah. transferred into the kingdom of light. And I, I didn't even know all the ins and outs of your testimony of how he came to you, found you mm-hmm. at a university. You know, I knew you had kind of a before and after. Yeah. And everybody does. Mm-hmm. Because the old is gone, the new has yeah. come. I don't care whether you like were a Sunday school teacher and you knew him since five. He does mm-hmm. transfer us. Yeah. But your story has a little bit more of the dramatic to it in yeah. the fact that there was such a reversal mm-hmm. in your life. But I, I really appreciate you sharing yeah. it. And I, I think we will share another time. And maybe Julie will come sometime. Oh, yeah. And you know, she's your real I, deal. So I, that's I, kind of almost like a recommendation for another yeah, person yeah, to I, talk to. I think she would be happy to. Yeah. She's got a great... She's got a great story of overcoming. Mm-hmm. She's an overcomer. Yeah. She's had, you know, that punching bag. When I was a kid, it was an inflatable punching bag with sand at the bottom. And mm. it gets punched and it kind of comes back up. Almost like weebles wobble, but they won't yeah. fall down to mm-hmm. And her life hasn't only been punches. I don't mean that. No. But she has that ability. Yeah. God just keeps giving mm-hmm. her that overcoming spirit. So yeah. she would be a great one. And she's a great match for you. I'm really glad God put you with her and her with you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Because she's a gift to you. But oh, you're absolutely. a gift to her. You you really mm. are. I um when I went to a shower for the two of you, um the way she looks at you, Jesse mm. I was undone. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, I love love Lord. <laughs> um the way she looks at you and yeah, mm. you really are a knight in shining armor to her and that's not a wrong that's not a wrong thing because she has yep. a God. Yeah. She she's not idolizing you. No. That idolatry, that person will always get wiped out. Yep. Those kids will always get wiped out. Mm-hmm. That job will always get wiped out. Whatever it is, God has to have first place. Mm-hmm. He has first place in her heart. Yep. But the way she looks at you really, really meant a lot to me. I was like, whoa, they are stinking <laughs> in love. And yeah. the way you honor and take care of her is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Yeah. No, you are thanks. the real deal. I'm so glad that we we're actually able to get it and just the timing and everything. Is... Yeah. You're taking your time when the boys got dropped off today and being here. Yep. It means a lot to me. So would you feel, feel comfortable just praying a quick prayer over the people that are sure. listening? And then can I pray for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Father, I, I know there's a lot of people that are hungry for you. Yeah. And they want an encounter with you. And I know I've shared 
stories where you've shown me some miraculous supernatural things, but that's not the normal. The normal is getting in your word and spending time with you, even when we're not directly hearing your voice. Your word is your, your direct voice. voice. Thank you, Lord. Um, so thank you for your scriptures. Thank you that we're able to take time to read those. I just ask that you bless everyone with the time to actually get into your word, because I know it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And just speak truth to them, Father. That's that's what you do. Um, and anyone that's struggling with anything, I, I just pray that the peace of the Lord will touch you, and you'll have an encounter with the living yeah. God. And his name is Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Yeah, thank you, Father. You're incredible. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this time today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the way that you are moving in the earth. God, I thank you that when things are shake, shaken, you're unshakable. When things are moving around and changing, you're immovable and unchanging. And I thank you for the way that you were so kind in your goodness to bring Jesse, not just through COVID, but bless him in it, God. I know that... Um, that is a testimony of many people. Yes, there's hard things that happened in our life during the whole coronavirus and the shutdown global pandemic, but I thank you for the way that you continued to give him good things. And I, I just bless you for that, God. You are the giver of every good and every perfect gift. And I thank you for this warrior in your kingdom, Lord. I thank you for this seer that he is. I thank you for the one that depends on your word and is intentional in being in it, Lord. I thank you for the brother that he is because you say that you're the one who sticks closer than a brother. So thank you for that example. Thank you for the way that you have shepherded him through his life and encountered him, God. I just I just thank you for his willingness to tell his story today. Lord, I pray that you would just bless him in this next few weeks and that you'd be with Julie and the baby coming out. Lord, that you would just have a wonderful delivery, Lord, and that she would be protected. Father, we thank you that you have given us new life, so we bless you for this new life that is coming. I pray that early in this um, son's life, he would bow his knee to you and that he would know you as king. I thank you, God, for blessing Jesse. I thank you that in the spirit realm, I get to be just one of his mamas, Lord, and I just I just bless him as a son, Lord, and I thank you for who he is, the mighty man of God that he is. I just pray that you'd encounter him in the night seasons, that you'd give him wisdom and revelation in your word, that you'd continue to bring him into the proper glory that you have, Lord, because you don't ever leave us. You bring us from glory to glory, strength to strength, and grace to grace. Glory is good. Strength is great. Grace is great. But you bring us from those into the increasing level. I thank you. Just bless him today, God from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And I pray that whatever we talked about today, God, that there'd be somebody on the other end that's listening, that you would know that God encounters you, that God loves you, that God is real. And Jesse's name means God exists. God does exist. And he's um, after you with his kind heart and his loving eyes upon you. So be blessed today, wherever you are, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me. Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. <laughs>